Joe Patrice from Above the Law. I'm joined by Catherine Rubino. Hey. Hey. As well as Christopher Williams. Uh, also. Hello, hello. All of us of Above the Law. Hey, how are you? How was your weekend? Wait, is that, what's that question? Are you initiating the small talk portion of the show? I was trying to start it before you had a chance to launch your offense of sound effects. You know, frankly, you did a good job. I really did not have that open. You almost got away with it. Far too excited. It wasn't for those damn kids. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hey, everybody. How is everybody doing? Uh, I'm okay. Good, good, good. I am I am more than fully vaccinated now against COVID. More than fully vaccinated. Yeah, I got myself a booster over Ooh, the weekend. Nice, yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Got a fever, a little bit of a sore arm that continues to today, but nothing, nothing bad. All right. Hey, Chris, how was your weekend? It was amazing. I got to be the dog uncle that my little heart wished to be. Uh, Shouts <laughs> out to Adam Goldman. I spent, um, uh, what's his name? Not... Dog, dog sitting, dog sitting. Yeah, that, that that's the term for it. That's the term. Um, which was cool, because I got to chill in the house in Philly and eat some really good, some really good food in the meantime, and I got some cuddles in. So very, very masculine. You know, very, very good weekend. Nice. Yeah. Well, I I'm going to push back against traditional notions of masculinity and femininity, but I'm also going to say my weekend was probably the opposite of masculinity <laughs> then, because uh, I I purchased an immersion cooker. Ooh. I So sw- now you're super pretentious. Yeah. Upgraded from just regular pretentious. <laughs> well, I swore I would never do this, but Yeah, um, I mean we've yes. Yeah. Yes. I I swore I would never do this cuz I mean, I, I don't understand why I can't cook with the regular many different cooking devices that I have. However, I was I I got it in my head uh thanks to my devotion to Alton Al- Brown. Oh god. So, of course it's Alton Brown. But he's Good got eats. a yeah, it, I mean, the best show. Anyway, he does a eggnog recipe that he says should be aged for two months before you do it. And I was like, oh, well, then I got to get oh, no. started. Mm-mm. And it's it's raw egg in it, which, of course, he says uh, he makes the point is in the United States, incredibly safe. Uh, it's like a one in 20,000 that you could have some salmonella problems. But, you know, just in case, if you wanted to do that, you need to get pasteurized eggs. And I tried to figure out how you pasteurize eggs. And apparently you do that with an immersion cooker. So you bought mm. an immersion cooker in order to pasteurize your own egg. In I like order my, I like my age, eggnog. In order to age your eggnog for two months. I like my eggnog, Catherine. Why, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> Seriously, everything about the way that you choose to be. I, I, yeah, I mean, it was good stuff. And now I'm going to try and figure out if there are other uses for it. I no, assume there are. No, <laughs> no. Everything else will taste like two month old egg. No, no, no. It's um, no. It's a. It's apparently you know great, especially for things like steaks and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I was once trapped at a cocktail party with various people who liked to regale me with stories of their immersion cooker. So I'm sure there are things to do, but I feel, as I said at the beginning, it's just more pretension. Yeah. But I tell you, the fact that you've already started your Christmas cocktail 
routine makes me feel a lot better about wanting to pull out my own Christmas decorations. Yeah. Look, you, you've got to get, you got to get, get on this early. Well, I I saw a memory uh, on social media of this time last year. And this time last year, I'd put up my first Christmas tree. So yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait, you know, Halloween didn't even happen right yet. I do. I do. (laughs) Like there, there are a couple things in between. There's, there's spooky Christmas, and then there's food Christmas, and then Christmas proper. You have to factor those in. By the way, wow. th- those are those are now the official titles of those holidays in the <laughs> above the law work. Ca- yeah, human Jack resources Skellington would be pretty happy with that. Hey, yeah. so I think we're, and this is may just me be me being a lawyer who's like hypersensitive to phrasing and stuff like that. But you said you put up your first Christmas tree and it got me thinking, is this that you have never put up a Christmas tree before? No, that's not, that's not the accurate interpretation. So what, what do you mean by you put up your first Christmas tree? Last year I put up four different Christmas trees in my home. That's what I mean. Well, they had different theming. I thought they were all, uh, our Lord and Savior capitalism. What's the difference? between? <laughs> I mean, Jesus. That, that is obviously the subtext. Yeah. Okay. Wow. No, but oh. I had a mid-century modern tree. I had a, a farmhouse Christmas tree. I had a traditional tree. And then I had a Disney tree. Okay. You know what, Joe? You can keep your pressure cooker. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't have a pressure cooker. That, that is the one form of cooking I don't have now. I've got uh, everything else, I think. My point is, if you have four Christmas trees to put up, and I, I got to be no. honest, I'm thinking about adding five this year. No. But if you, have, if you have four that you're putting up at a minimum, you have to start in October. Yeah. That's just how time works. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well... I mercifully think we've come to the end. This brings me joy. (laughs) The end of small talk. I don't have a running of the clowns this week, uh, but I guess we could get, I guess. I feel like you just didn't try. In fairness, everybody involved in some of these stories that we're talking about today are clowns. So I guess it fits with everybody. The good Uh, news is we don't have to listen to that sound effect. You're going to make them use it. Yeah, I I mean, that just seemed like you were daring me. Uh, Hey, so let's talk about what's in the news. And I think the biggest story in the legal space this week has been the story of Yale Law School. Uh, It was a controversy that erupted there that then boiled over into getting a lot of people way more way more involved than probably deserved. I saw a Washington Post op-ed suggesting it was like the end of free speech, which seems a little bit much. Anyway, so let's talk about this case. Who wants to give us an update? Chris, you wrote a story about it, although you took kind of a slightly different angle than some of the other people covering it. But can you give us the uh, like the, the contour, broad contours of the story? Yeah. So in a turn of events, that surprised no one. A Fetsock, <laughs> I don't know if it was a Fetsock bro, a Fetsock sis, or a Fetsock envy, because there was no information given on the student. But we do know they were a 2L. Mm-hmm. Um, decided to have... A a little shindig, you know, maybe to lure some people with chicken as most Fed Sock events do. But this wasn't this wasn't the run of the mill. This wasn't Chick-fil-A chicken. This yes, it was almost event. like it was aggressively the opposite of Chick-fil-A chicken here. <laughs> yes. Well seasoned, but no. So this was a, a party that would have Popeye's chicken. And I think the way that the email was fried was fairies was um basic bitch drinks, you know, all the, yep. the things you'd expect at a Yale event. And it was at the person's trap house, which is what they referred to the uh, the, the the shindig location as, which I thought was was goofy. Like, if you're going to use, you know, like racialesque language, be more 
be more like subtle or make it use like a literary reference. Be like, hey, do you like Uncle Tom's cabin? Why don't you come over to talk about liberty? <laughs> I like that you think Uncle Tom's cabin is more subtle. <laughs> hey, I mean, I mean, listen, it's, it's a fine line. I mean, they're 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 traditionalists. You know, you got to have some you know, some literary content in there. Um, Trap House is too is too current, but yeah, surprise. Shit looked racist. And then Black Law Students Association of Yale, shouts out to them, I, I, I think. They were like, uh, respectfully, the fuck? <laughs> and then there was a fallout. <laughs> and there was a big fallout. And then the thing that I found wild about the story was not that either pseudo or actual racist things occurred, was that Yale had a straight up cafeteria list of apologizing for when the minorities get wrong, get wronged. Like it's like if you're if you're if you're in the, their dining houses, which I'm sure are phenomenal. There's a little bin of dear minority group with an O or an A or an X at the end of it. We are sorry that X occurred. Maybe the word again. We're doing our <laughs> best to ensure. <laughs> we're doing our best to ensure that I don't know. We're making this campus a safer space. X offender will do their best to educate themselves and ensure you know all the bs you hear whenever somebody says the n-word at a college i mean Catherine's covered it when teachers do it or you know just somebody stubs a, a biased teacher on the toe whatever happens whenever yeah. there's something <laughs> racial um the same apology happened and but the thing that made this weird was the letter was written all the two i had to do was hit send and then two i was like nah i'm good they got a problem <laughs> i'm posted up come talk to me you know so like all this happened like he learned about the details of how Yale handles these things because there was one student I was like I don't care and that was yeah. the thing that got that got, I thought was interesting just the sheer lack of not caring about the consequences of one's actions. Well, so like what my takeaway on it? I think there were several aspects, and this is something that always gets me about these instant these racist incidents when they come up and the the students claim, oh well, we didn't know. Putting aside whether or not it's fair that they didn't know, what got me was there were so many little things that were done in this story that all independently probably would not have seemed particularly racist. But all put together, it is almost impossible. It's the penumbra not, of racism. Yes, it is impossible not to. And I, I and the problem is there's something in the kind of libertarian mind as and who are the people who are largely coming to the defense of FedSoc Kid, of course, in the libertarian mind. Two plus two can never equal four. It's a series of twos in their minds. And if you'd called this a trap house and just moved on with life, then I think you could just say, oh, he thinks he has a bad house or whatever. If you just served Popeyes as opposed to Chick-fil-A, I don't think anybody would have even noticed a difference. If you just said basic bit because it's pumpkin spice season, I don't think anybody would notice. But you put all of those together and you're pretty clearly signaling that you're giving the blackface of parties, it seemed. It's like me. a Jason Pollock painting. Yeah. You know, you yeah, see yeah, a little yeah, spot yeah. of blue, a little spot of black. <laughs> Eh, that's fine, but then you're like, oh, wait, what? 400 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I like, and, and that, is a, that is how the defense of it has largely gone. And we've seen this with, I mean, David Latt has uh, a sub stack yeah. that he runs now, and he's interviewed the student involved mm -hmm. in this. But like just reading yeah, that. And, and the student basically says to each of those points, yeah. oh, I've, I didn't know the meaning of trap house. Oh, Popeye's was just meant it? to signal Americana and basic bitch was just a joke or whatever. And, right. and it doesn't, mm -hmm. and it's exactly what you said. It's like each, each discreetly d explained away as opposed to sort of looking at the overall effect of 
those things. I mean, Lat, Lat also on Twitter over the week has been pointing out that like, I didn't even know that about this. And it's like the term trap house. You it, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I mean, I guess, but, but I mean, that's what Google's for, right? Like you, you, you <laughs> can figure this stuff out. And also who hasn't heard the lyrical musings of two chains? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you go hard. Also, but like, like, how terrible, like an example of for students, for law students that, you know, words don't really matter. It's just whatever you thought they mean, as opposed to, you know, established meanings that are terms of art that you put into a particular document. Ooh, that's interesting. You want to turn this into an actual statutory interpretation lesson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes all these words in connection create a new phrase. It almost you- seems like that's the purpose of law. <laughs> Law school. Right. <laughs> Teaching you to think like a lawyer. Ooh, wow. Well. <laughs> oh, look at I got a plug Fourth for the show. Break. In Let's two. go. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. one of the more interesting takes uh, on this, uh, like a hot take, came unsurprisingly, since I'm saying the word hot take from Slate, hot take. Uh, where Mark Joseph Stern uh, made the point that he was opposed to the way in which Yale has handled this situation. Because it was going to create and seemingly has a more grist for the conservatives are so put upon by these leftist institutions who hate free speech and blah, 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 uh, which we have seen a bunch of those. And his point was this was one of those times where, you know, this is theoretically otherwise constitutionally protected speech. Obviously, law schools, for an official event like this, law schools have professionalism standards that they can apply to organizations, especially when it's a private law school. So, the fact that it otherwise might be constitutionally protected does not really mean that the kid can't get in trouble for doing it under the auspices of organized organizations. But Stern's argument was that this is just going to make things worse and create more sympathy for this kind of worldview. And I, I have I have a term for that. It's called non-unique. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that, that was my <laughs> takeaway, too. Yeah. I was like, it, yeah. it, we, we talked about this with the, the bounds situation that we mentioned last week uh, where we were talking about federal judge clerkships and mm-hmm. how Bed Sox gotten to a point where there is no end to the grist for this mill. Like they will they will push the boundaries to do something slightly more offensive and you have two choices. You can either address it and they will whine and complain about it mm-hmm. or you can do nothing and they will do another boundary pushing thing further until you address it and then they'll whine about it. There's no end to setting up the situation for them to whine. Right. Uh, it's their whole raison d'etre. Right. And then you more importantly, perhaps risk letting things that are problematic go by unchecked yeah. because you it's like you're being held captive by the by the terrorist, right? You're letting the terrorists win yeah. if you're just worried about them complaining. And now back to Chris's point, I don't think I don't think the way in which you stop the terrorists from winning is by putting out yet another form letter. Our, our thoughts and prayers form letter. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but it's yeah. like, do you remember like I don't know, like the the fancy moms when you were a kid had like the absent like f- like this little checkbox things. It was like they could send it to the teacher and they were like funny. It's like my child's blank has been absent late, whatever. And then it had like all these little options you, your mom could like check. And like the last one was like, you know, not feeling like going to school today or something like that. And uh, no, we had you know, different like, moms. No, yeah. no, I'm saying I didn't have them, but like the fancy moms. This is the note you got from Epstein's mom. Wow, that's an old reference. Every anybody who gets that one, no, you nah, not I, yo, I anybody. Am, I am distinctly younger no. than you. Yeah. Uh, no, Just but you. like fancy Just moms, like fancy moms had them, and then like you'd be like, oh, you have the fancy absent note as opposed to just something your mom scribbled on a pay, a ripped out page from your spiral notebook. 
Wow. Okay. I, You're I, in a different universe than that, than we are, I guess. I, but anyway. I mean, I had the spiral notebook ripped out page is what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway. So I, I, have we have we exhausted this topic? Is there any, but any final thoughts here? Uh, okay. go, go Yale. Yeah. Brought, like, this this will be great for you. And the funny, yeah. other thing I found funny uh, mm-hmm. from my angle on it. Was the uh, the head of diversity, equity, inclusion, all those all those wonderful words? Part of the reason that they typed the email out for the two was like, let's just get this to blow over quickly. And it right. seemed and and the reason I wanted exact to draw attention opposite. Yeah, like Barbara Streisand has some words for you. Yeah, and uh, I just I just really don't like performative wokeness. I am not a fan yeah. of it. It, as the French say, grinds my gears. I'm sorry, that's um, that's Peter Griffin. But I'm just, I just really don't like that, and I think it's a I think it's a damn shame that that's, that that kind of behavior is coming from literally Yale. It's like there there isn't yeah. a school higher than that, except for like maybe like Sidewalk University Law School, because whenever they're like non lawyers talking about like say the First Amendment, they they outrank anyone with a JD. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a it's a damn shame that even Yale has these canned responses to racism on its campus. And these are probably the people who are going to be leading our futures. But hey, whatever. What do I know? Yeah. Well, we will go from this story about a law school. Why'd you go to law school? What? Yeah. What? Was what? it to be an accountant? No. Oh. No. No, actually, you oh. went to law school to be a lawyer, not an accountant. Take advantage of NOTA, a no-cost IOLTA management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Enjoy peace of mind with one-click reconciliation, automated transaction alerts, and real-time bank data. Visit trustnota.com slash legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply. All right. So uh, let's transition from that, not really a First Amendment story that people tried to turn into a First Amendment story, to this mm-hmm. Not a First Amendment story that people are trying to turn into a First Amendment story. because we fetishize the First Amendment is why. I mean, I, it is top thankful, two. I do not have a sound effect for fetishize, and we're all glad I don't. <laughs> so now on to... What? I wow. mean in a I mean in a deeply Lacanian psychoanalysis sort of way. I'm not talking about anything else. I don't know where your mind was. Get your anyway. lack out of here, Joe. <laughs> All right. So Merrick Garland, who is the attorney general at this point, uh, sure an- is. announced managed a- to get a hearing on that one. Yeah, did get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. He must have been shocked to learn that hearings still happen. So anyway, uh, current attorney general has announced that there is reason for the DOJ to be looking into certain situations that are coming up where people largely anti-vax, anti-COVID, anti-mask people are threatening school board members and school officials, and that the DOJ will look into those threats of violence as they come up. I mean, that's some bullshit, right? Right. So, well, let's, okay, so let before we get to the crazy part, let's dispense with this. We I, live in a world where people are threatening their school board members because of science. Right. They so, don't like science. So they are taking to violence. Right. So now. Not great. So, Not great. Okay. So so that that's fair. I think that's true. There's also a question of, well, I, I didn't want to go this direction first. I, I, let's, let's actually pull back from all of what you just said and go to the, uh, let's go through this in this order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you would think Merrick Garland looking, uh, you know, investigating threats of violence would be a fairly straight up the gut use of the Department of Justice. However, it has not become a straight up use of the Department of Justice as there is a controversy. Dun, 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 dun. dun. Yeah, I don't think I have See, that See, that's one. better than in a sound effect. Yeah. Anyway, 
So there is a conspiracy theory out there that he's doing this because his son-in-law runs an organization that does surveys for public school districts and so on. Uh, so schools pay this company a lot of money to ask questions to learn about benchmarking and standards for education. You know, the sort of stuff that we farm out to private institutions to waste taxpayer dollars because that's what we do these days. Anyway, this organization... Uh, asks a bunch of questions. And the new theory that Stephen Miller, the former ghoul in the White House, uh, <laughs> is very much behind and got a lot of Twitter insanity behind it over the and National Review articles and stuff like that, is that Merrick Garland is using the Department of Justice to go after protesting parents at school board meetings in an elaborate effort to feed his son's business which they argue exists to promote critical race theory, you know, where the big money is. <laughs> I mean, there's literally not a part of this story that makes a lick of sense. Yeah. I think it, like, it's one of those things, like, it's one of those, I feel like whenever there's a conspiracy theory like this, you need to follow it up with, it makes more sense the less you think about it. It really is. It's so bizarre. Well, first of all, like, there's nothing about, critical race theory being involved in any of these particular investigations, though I, in fairness to the conspiracists, I guess eventually somebody's going to threaten a school board member over what they imagine critical race theory to be, mm -hmm. which it is not in any of these instances, and will have to get investigated for threatening somebody with violence, but, you know, whatever. It's brought, uh, it's brought to the fore a number of shitty legal takes. I read Andrew McCarthy, uh, who, you know, former federal prosecutor who has very much on the Sidney Powell line of having lost their marbles as a former federal prosecutor. He is arguing that he tried to kind of legal slight a hand by saying like, there's no way they could investigate these people. Look, the rules for incitement are so high. And it's like, right, well, we're not talking about They're incitement. They're actually doing it. Right, yeah, right. yeah, like, right. like yes, there are, there are, there's a high threshold on incitement because that's Speech. you saying things right. that might lead to somebody right. doing it. But, but when you're th bringing a gun to a school board member's house, you've, you've actually done, done the thing. That's just a that, thing. That, that's yeah, that's not inciting thing. violence. That's actual violence. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so that's what's going on. Also, like, how is investigating anti-vaxxers supposed to increase money for... Critical race theory? Yeah, even which, which I think that you're right that... None of these, this company's surveys are anything to do with critical race theory. I think at best they ask questions about like, how does racial violence affect students? Like, no, I mean, I know. mean, the closest example I saw in any of my research on this story was that one of the questions they asked was, do you feel as though you are ever discriminated against at the school? Which is, you know, actually against the law. So probably a good question to be asking. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> seems legit. Seems legit. But okay. But but even even putting that to one side, how does the investigation supposedly increase the pocketbooks of this company? No. Okay. By okay. eliminating right. by eliminating the people who protest against these things, I guess. Right. I don't know who's mm -hmm. who's drank enough vodka today. <laughs> I know. For me, it's. My my go to saying is it's one o'clock somewhere, but it's not it's not even, it's not even one o'clock here. So I've been drinking nothing but water and sleep. Fair enough. Like yeah, but I think the argument is that the same people who are anti-vaxxers are going to reliably become anti-critical race theory people, which if opens not started up, as critical, opens up a whole new can of worms, right. probably about whether or not these people are are you know good faith actors. Maybe but that's why the, they're taking ivermectin because they're opening up cans of no. 
Oh, yeah. Wow. But at the end of the day... They, they, that was funny. No, that was good. That was a good uh, one. I like that. I'll be here all yeah. week. <laughs> but, then the, but yeah, so, so that's the issue, and they're looking into it for that. Now, I will say, generally speaking, though... As much as this is like like an argument about how uh, doing going after people who actually threaten folks with violence is about chilling free speech, I do have to quote the dude here and say, it's "Not a First Amendment thing, so, man." Okay, it is not a First Amendment thing, man. You're you're giggling. Good. I, I just are. saw the Big Lebowski like a couple. Wow, weeks ago. really? Yeah, yeah. I, nice. So, well, now, now I you're, get it. Now, now you're caught up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the all time greats. Anyway, so you are also old. I don't think that after I've done a welcome back Cotter reference in this show, I don't think you can call Big Lebowski references old anymore. But if it helps, so, I think you're old. Okay, well, thanks. <laughs> you know, so so if I could chill some of the free speech going on right now, <laughs> you know, so so he's uh, I I I will say, and this is where the the it where topic you raised us on earlier, uh, I think comes in, is I, I do think there's a chilling of free speech going on here, but it's not about actually investigating these people. It's about making an announcement that you plan to investigate people, which only invited this sort of insane speculation around things that cause people to rightly, fairly or not, believe that they're being chilled. Mm -hmm. If you'd not done any of that, I don't understand why the Department of Justice feels the need to announce the FBI investigations they're looking into doing. Uh, it seems like a you don't tell people before you do these sorts of things is my is my basic understanding of how law enforcement is supposed to work. But here we are. I mean, they announced lots of investigations, though, right? Like they have a press department for a reason. Yeah. Specific investigation. They don't say today we've decided we're going to start looking into everyone who makes an anti-vaccine, which was just a dumb way of putting it out there. And that's not exactly what they said, but it's clearly how everyone read it. And it caused this nonsense where people spun it into the First Amendment. Just keep your mouth shut and do the investigations as they happen. Whatever. So, yeah, we had a third topic, but we're running. We're, we're at 28 minutes. What do you think? Try and sh sh get this last one in there? Or Go not? for it. All right. Supersize well. this episode. All right. Hey. So first, let's, uh, let's hear from Lexicon. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal services and technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, HR, billing, client intake, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com go to learn more. Okay, so finally, we had another story which uh, evokes yet another, this is not a First Amendment issue, man, a story. Uh, the ACLU is, uh, has filed an amicus brief in a case in Virginia where three teachers are claiming that their First Amendment rights are being violated because the school district requires them to utilize the personal pronouns of their students. This has caused a... Why, why do people suck? Yeah, well, right. That that's a that's a different conversation. <laughs> but I will say, for keeping it legal, uh, this then prompted a bunch of dumb, bad legal takes of people saying that it's like Glenn Greenwald saying that like the ACLU is betraying its core principles by like, all right, how could they be against free speech here? 
Yeah. Because there are more than just speech as a civil liberty. It's almost like they named the thing the American Civil Liberties Union as yeah. opposed to the American <laughs> Free Speech Speeches, free, free Speech Claims Union. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, uh, it, what gets me is it just... It was a bad, a bad legal take. It's like people are surprised that that trans folks are people. Yeah, um, it, yeah, which they I are. Feel, just to be clear, to, which be, they are. to be clear. <laughs> well, and, and 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 it seems like what really is chapping people like Jordan Peterson's hide is that you know the ACLU dares to think that trans people deserve the same sorts of rights that you know good Nazis deserve. Which <laughs> that's the whole issue here, right? Like they, these folks have no problem with the idea that the ACLU defend a bunch of Nazis in their free speech rights, which of course they do historically and have, and that's the that's their mission. But there are more civil liberties than that. And in this instance, they're defending trans people from not getting discriminated against at school, which is yeah. the public is school, the public school, which is the big difference here that like the actual issue here is nothing about who's cla- about free speech or whatever. The issue here is can state actors use the awesome power of the state against you in this way? And these folks can be bigots on their free time. Uh, but you can't they can't roll in with the imprimatur of state education and force a bunch of kids who are there for compulsory education to deal with discrimination. Like, yeah. when, when did we start thinking? I just don't understand how especially people like Greenwald, who has I always kind of have a base little defense of him because I thought he did, you know, a lot of good work, like standing up to the idea of like the national security state and whatever. But like, when did this guy get to the point where he's like big government good? Which is basically what he's saying here that, you know, that we should we should have our our constitutional order be set up so that government actors can do whatever I they feel want. Like Greenwald is just a, a contrarian these days. It's yeah. like whatever the whatever he can say, that's the opposite. Yeah. It's opposite day in his his world. It is. I mean, maybe since he's lived in Brazil, it's like it's like the it's like the how the toilets it's, in the su- southern I don't hemisphere think that really go backwards. Yeah, I, think I don't think it I is think either. A myth. I mean, I've seen that episode of Simpsons, so. Must be true. Simpsons did it. Yeah. That proves how old you are, by the way. I think most fact finders should be able to consider Simpsons episodes as, as for their veracity, because they've been predicting yeah. a lot of shit. Yeah, exactly, right? I saw that. The one I saw today was a picture of the transit system in San Francisco is now requiring vac- proof of vaccination to go on it. And the headline was, Bart requires vaccination and somebody tweeted it with finally a sequel to lisa needs braces <laughs> amazing yeah uh okay so uh final thoughts on this or any of our topics why do people suck question of the of the millennium more f- more philosophical kind of question uh, cheers for government employees not being able to either like dead name or miss uh name yeah. their students just from like a yeah. pedagogical yeah. standpoint <laughs> like well, not even not a legal successful. one. <laughs> Just yeah. think. Uh. I forgot where you said this was. If this is Fifth Circuit, they're screwed. Uh, Virginia. Oh. So, all right. Anywho, uh, yes. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. You should be subscribed to the show so that you get the episodes when they come out. You should give reviews, stars, write something, all of that. The more you engage with it by writing things, the better off it is. You know, we've got a we've got a good rating right now, but it could always, always be, be higher, better. people. Give so us, give us a little shout out. Do give your us some part. stars. Let us know what you're thinking. Yeah. Tell your grandma so, about us. Yeah, I mean, or random people on the street, whatever it is, and and. 
anyway, get on that. So uh, you should be reading Above the Law uh, if you want to see some of these stories as they happen and check out other work as well as uh, you know uh, our other colleagues as they cover uh, various issues in the legal sphere. Yes, you should be checking out our other shows. Catherine's the host of the show, the podcast, The Jabot. I'm a panelist on the Legal Week uh, Journalist Round. Uh, legal, legal, t- God. See, Take and I've time. had it right. I've had it right for so many weeks, and Catherine keeps this joke that I can't get it right. And then obviously now I get it wrong. I said nothing. Legal Tech Week Journalists Roundtable. Do you need cue cards? <laughs> it it just doesn't flow off the tongue. I've said it before. Anyway, the point is, I'm I'm on that a lot, though not for the next couple of weeks, unfortunately. But I'll be back. You should be checking out all of that. You should check out the other shows from the Legal Talk Networks vast library of podcasts. You should be following us on social media. I'm at Joseph Treese. She's at Catherine One, the numeral one. Chris is at Rights for Rent. The word rights being like you write it with a pen. Write yeah, it with yeah, a yeah. pen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a First Amendment issue. Yeah, I just want to make sure that people didn't know that you were just a you know conservative troll like right. No, no, no. For I'm, I'm, I'm run, of the, run of the mill troll. I, I like uh, you know. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, and so thanks to Nota powered by MT Bank and Lexicon for sponsoring the show. And with all of that said, I think we're done, and we will uh, talk later. Have a good one.